Hi, Louis. Hi, Gavin. How's it going? Good. Happy holidays. Jingle. Or happy holidays. Ooh, yeah. yes. <laughs> happy holidays. <laughs> you better work and holiday. God, we could go on forever. Yeah, and uh, no one wants that. Yeah, no so, one wants that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Least of all us. Welcome to the Mixed Reviews, everybody. Hello, I'm Gavin. I'm Louie. And the Mixed Reviews is a podcast in which we take a film subject, such as an actor, director, or a mini-genre, and we talk about it. We talk about what works and what doesn't work, and uh, give you a brief history. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about all sorts of things. We're mixing the reviews. <laughs> yeah, these reviews, they're mixed. It's, um, we're recording early in the day. Yes. Yeah. This is rare for us. Yeah. It's holiday season. So it's so busy. It's super busy guys, but, but we love you and we want you to have an episode. And listen. we love morning bagels. <laughs> yes. We're here with our orange juice. I, I, uh, I do want to say the whole point of doing a holiday episode is so that when you want to get away from your family, mm. You can put in your headphones and yeah. listen to us, and we'll be your new family. <laughs> We're accepting applications <laughs> exactly. right now. You know, <laughs> this, is, this is a this is a strictly sub dom relationship. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you need to apply. Yeah, we're the doms. Yes, you and our audience are all our we're, subs. We're the doms, but also the dumbs. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> this, like super dumb. This got extra merry real quick. <laughs> very very holiday centric oriented. Happy holiday, sis. Yes, Mary. Mary. <laughs> Um, before we get into this extra holiday special episode, um, we wanted to see some old business. Yes. Last episode, we talked about Michael Keaton. Yes. With our very special guest, Christy, Christy. Pachko. She's so fucking smart. Yeah, so <laughs> you say that with such anger. I was like, um, Gavin, how do you bring on this smart person? It's funny, I got so many compliments, and I must say, yeah, it's me. Yeah. Compliment me. Got so many compliments, none of them were for me. Yeah, um, and then, well, that's, that's literally, everybody was like, oh my god, your guest Christy was so good, including my roommate and friend, Andrea, was like, she's so smart. Great. <laughs> it's like so weird like listening to the podcast and like yeah. hearing someone smart yeah Ugh. yeah so thanks for coming on christy thank you for making us sound even stupider <laughs> um but we asked you guys to vote for your favorite michael keaton movie um and the results are in um my pick the paper came in at four percent that probably is my vote <laughs> <laughs> i think there was at least three votes for that i want to say three amen yeah. love you all all three of us let's leave <laughs> um batman returns which was christy's pick that was 19 percent Birdman came at 22%, and Beetlejuice, your pick, came in at 55%. I was not expecting to... I, I mean, A, I rarely expect to win. <laughs> but uh, Keeping the bar low. Yeah, exactly. Um, but B, I don't know. I was not expecting that much of a run- runaway lead for Beetlejuice. People love them some Beetlejuice. People do love them Beetlejuice. I'm, su- I'm more surprised that Birdman beat Batman. <laughs> yes, more, more than anything, I agree. Batman Returns had a strong lead for a while, and then I think Christy retweeted it, and her friends are apparently big Birdman fans, so they go. probably really love me, based yeah. on my oh, comments. Yeah. So. Um, we had a couple people say that um, the founder um, was mentioned. Um... I was really happy somebody was like, my my heart wants to say Batman, but in my, or my mind wants to say Batman, but my heart wants to say much ado about nothing. I know. Which is something we barely really talked about, but I actually genuinely really love his performance in that movie because it's so broad. And so it's very unique to the film because everybody's yeah. doing very traditional Shakespeare yeah. and he's really playing up the, that the comedy. A version of much ado about nothing is 
Yeah, it's really good. I had never seen it before, and it's my friend Bo's like one of her favorite films. And and hard same, yeah. Is Emma Thompson? Emma Thompson, so good. So there's the the woman that plays her, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh. When they were a couple at the time, so there are people on here who are really loving a lot of crazy Michael Keaton things. Um, Kylie says that she loves Gung Ho. Yeah, and I was like, well, that's. Not correct. <laughs> I was like, please listen to our episode. <laughs> um, also really enjoyed Pacific Heights, which, uh-huh, uh-huh. is a choice. Uh-huh. I, I will say the one thing I regret not saying on the Michael Keaton episode is nobody does an amazing 50 yard stare like Michael Keaton. Cause that Pacific Heights is just him staring menacingly yeah. at people <laughs> over yeah. and over again. Anyway, we had a great time talking about Michael Keaton, but it's over. It is. It's done. Sorry, Michael. Although I mean, it's not even your real name. I mean, Michael is, but Michael Douglas. Whatever. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> you get it. Um, I will say it's a nice tee up to this holiday episode because Batman Returns is a is a Christmas movie. Batman Returns is my favorite Christmas movie. Um, but for this episode, we're talking about Ho 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 himself, Santa Claus on film. Absolutely. I'm uh, I'm excited about this one. It's so strange. It's so weird. It is so fucking weird, Gavin. There, there is. I think there's more Santa Claus movies than people think there are and more genre defying Santa Claus yeah. movies that people think there are. I also, I mean, so I was like, okay, I th- for me, I was like, I'm going to watch stuff that is about Santa. Yes. Just because a Santa appears in a movie, right. I was like, oh, this is about some fucking angel. Get out of here. Yeah, it, it would be really like, I, as much as I love a Christmas story and I love the scene where he goes to see the mall Santa. Yeah. Like that's a mall Santa. Right. That's not Santa. Same thing about um Elf. It's it's centered right. on you know Will Ferrell's elf character buddy. It's not right. There's this, a there's a Santa in it, but but the movie is about not, Santa. The movie is not about the Santa. Right. So that's kind of the limitations we set for ourselves. And surprise, there's still a shit ton of movies. <laughs> there really is. Um, and the the genre is so weird, and it runs the gamut from like super sugary, um, uh, uncynical like. Where are you, Christmas? Yeah. And then, like, murder. Murder. Yes. <laughs> Literally murder. There are so many Santa horror movies, and it all started with 1980s Christmas Evil. And, uh, I, I gotta say, you fucks are twisted. <laughs> like, I don't know what the deal is with people, um, and taking something so beautiful and, um, pure in this time of year. But it's like, you know what? What if, like, Santa murdered people? <laughs> What if Santa went to Mars? What if Santa, like, fought the devil? Yeah. So many oh, weird you things. saw Santa Claus. Oh, I sure did. Yeah. I sure did, Gavin. Okay. Well, then I think it's time for us to get in our rewind, because I'm excited. I'm overjoyed with Holiday. The spirit. Yeah, the spirit. <laughs> Would now, since we're in the rewind, be a good time for me to tell you I don't like Christmas? <laughs> No. What a fun, fun concept. Yeah, what a fun way to start the <laughs> yeah. rewind. Um, is it because you're, like, dark-sided? Yes, yeah. The, Halloween is my favorite holiday, yeah, and yeah. I know that's really basic, whatever, but I love it. I love the idea of, like... Just get it out of yeah. the way. You love Nightmare Before Christmas. I, well, <laughs> that's, I, I like dressing up. I like being somebody else for an evening. I like begging for candy. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. All, all facets of my personality. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, like... I, I, I like the concept of Christmas. I like the idea that giving is better than receiving. Mm-hmm. Naughty. Mm-hmm. Hello. Um, and I like that the, I don't know. I like the like peace on earth, goodwill towards men aspect of it. I'm not particularly religious. It's not my thing. Right. Um, but like it's commercials. So 
I mean, Christmas is so commercial and so yeah. fluffy and so, like, I don't know. It feels very, I, I hate to be that guy to be like, yeah, Christmas was invented by Hallmark, but it feels like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, a lot of movies explore that. I think, yeah. like, one of the most interesting things about watching these movies, it was, so, uh, like, on, there, there was a Wikipedia page where it's like, here are the sub-genres of Santa Claus movies. And one of them is, like, questioning and believing. Yeah. And there's so many movies where it's like... You know, there's always a Scrooge-like character, and they're like, oh, one of the um, villains in a movie I saw, oh, uh, The Year Christmas Almost Wasn't, I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the villain is Mr. Prune, <laughs> and he, like, hates kids. Honestly, Mr. Prune is a mood. He's like... <laughs> Mr. Prune's a mood. He is a mood because he's like, I fucking hate kids, laughing, get out of here, politeness, don't want, um, and it... And he, like, just wants... He, like, is the landlord of Santa. So fucking weird. If Christmas came in June, we'd say good afternoon. We don't care if it all makes sense. The name of the song is Prune. Prune, 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 spoon, moon, June. Prune, 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 spoon. Apricot? No, prune. It's all just about, like, oh, no one gave him a gift once. Like, right. a lot of people... Like, there are a lot of movies where it's, like... Oh, I finally got the gift I wanted. There's also a lot of, like, really sad things where it's, like, poor people are like, Santa's not real because I'm poor. Yes, there's so fucking much of that. Yeah, but just, that's part of, that's part of the, like, the part of Christmas that I don't like the grossness of the idea that it's about materialism and it's about yeah. capitalism and, and, like, gifts that you get and, yeah... Yeah, yeah, that that always upsets me when like and but admittedly there is one Santa Claus movie I like where the characters are poor. But the but watching that well, I'm always yeah. I mean like I can't remember which I think it was the same movie. Mr. Prune is bad because he doesn't he never got a gift as a child. Right. And at the very end they're like the elves are like, Oh, we found your letter. It was like hidden behind a like that's why you never got a gift, because Santa never got your letter. And Oh, no, that's, that's a, that's a very common theme as well as the idea that the one, one gift, the gift that got away, I guess, (laughs) is the thing that turns you evil. It's your supervillain origin story, which is also a little gross as well, but. And also, I mean, um, that 80s movie, Santa Claus. Yeah, that movie is fuck fucking weird. I, I was going to rewatch it for this. And the only thing that kept me from rewatching it is I watched it so much as a kid, I feel like I could recite it. And also, it used to weirdly terrify me. I had never seen it before. Um, and, the, and this is just like kind of another trope that I saw a lot is like, where there's the poor person, like a kid on the streets who doesn't believe in Christmas because he's poor and like has never gotten gifts. And then like a rich kid who's like, no, you, why do, like, and I was like, why is this little rich bitch being like, uh, Santa's real, look at all the gifts I get. Right. I was, and meanwhile, the kid's like, outside, like, soot on his face. I was like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> but anyway, we're gonna, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Santa's, like, first movie, uh, was coming, uh, it was a short film in, like, way back in 1897, um, a silent short film called Santa Claus Filling Stockings. A lot of these early shorts, um, we're just like Santa doing things. Yeah. And it wasn't really like Santa doing things, going places, being a girl about town. Yeah, exactly. Very that. Um, and he's literally like in this one, he's literally just filling stockings from, you know, his red sack. Um, another one was made called Santa Claus and the children was made in 1898. Um, and these are all just like, I think, you know, the, the, the art form of film was being, you know, 
crafted. And right. uh, in 1900, there's a Santa Claus's visit. It featured two little children kneeling at the feet of their mother and saying their prayers. The mother tucks the children snugly in bed and leaves the room. Santa Claus suddenly appears on the roof just outside the children's window and proceeds to enter the chimney, taking with him his bag of presents and hand a little hand sled for one of the children. So like these are all very simple, kind of, uh, you know, either just showing the, the like, um, I don't say myth. It's kind of like, what, what does Santa do? Right. And then as the time goes on, you get a lot more of like the origin story. Yeah. Situation. And that, and that becomes out. a big theme in, in a lot of these, these fictionalized films. And I mean, some of it comes from literature beforehand. There's an Al Frank Baum story about Santa Claus. Al Frank Baum is the man who wrote The Wizard of Oz. Mm. Um, so you get these ideas in popular culture of trying to build a mythology um, around Santa that's perhaps different than all of the other versions of Santa from around the world. Because there's also, <laughs> it, we'd be remiss to not mention, even though we're specifically talking about Santa on film, every, every Christian culture has their own version of right. a Saint Nicholas, a Santa Claus. Um, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Yeah, exactly. Black Peter. Oof, Ugh, rough. Oof, rough. Let's not talk about that. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's... There's all these different versions of Santa Claus, and, and film has tried to present them in many different forms. Yeah. Um, in 1925, there's a 29-minute silent film production titled Santa Claus, and it was done by explorer documentarian Frank E. Kleinschmidt, um, <laughs> and it was literally filmed um, partially in northern Alaska, and it featured Santa in his workshop visiting his Eskimo neighbors. Yeah. Like, I'm sure those Inuit people love to be in that I, movie. Yeah, they were like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Santa Claus has always had great star quality, and the movies took notice right from the start. In fact, his cinematic debut goes back to this rare film, it's all here, The Outfit, The Reindeer, The Toys, and a Santa with a very long lens who knows exactly who's been nice or who's been naughty. It does get a little confusing because a lot of these movies in the early days, they're just called Santa Claus. Yes. Um, and, and there's so many. Um, the Over the years, a lot of actors and a lot of different representations of Santa Claus um, have uh, made the rounds. Um, and I mean, and, the, and there's almost like too many to to bring up but like you know in 1942 life begins at 8 30 um in 1966 like we mentioned christmas that almost wasn't um that was literally honestly i will say about that movie great bops santa claus films vary and they can and here's some like themes i guess um a lot of like we said a lot of are about santa claus and his origins there is also like the stop motion um, yes films. which well that's that's one of them the uh uh a year without santa claus rudolph the red-nosed reindeer yeah. Uh, there's a sequel to Rudolph, which has the New Year's baby in it. Santa's also in that. One of the things I love about the Rankin and Bass animated Santa, which is the the company that did all those claymation films, is he's not that fat. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he, not. He's kind of just a daddy. It's, just <laughs> it's the Life and Adventures of Santa Claus in 1985. And yes. That was the first one. Um, or was it Santa Claus is Coming to Town? It was Santa Claus is Coming to Town, 1970. Um, and literally, it's like kids asking our narrator like why does santa wear red how does reindeer fly and it's all just like answering questions um where elves come from and just like you know questions 
Oh, I've got lots of letters for Santa today. And every year they're the same. Some ask for toys, but a lot ask questions. Like you take this one. I bet one of you wrote it. Dear Santa, why you wear a red suit? Uh-huh. I thought so. And this one. My turn. Dear Santa, why do you come down the chimney when I'm asleep? How about these? Why do you have whiskers? Why do you live at the North Pole? Why do you leave presents and Why do you always come on Why is your sleep? Why is some people call you Chris Kingle? Why? 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 Now hold on, hold on. I can answer all your questions because I know everything about Santa. So 1970, um, the, the first uh, Rankin-Bass stop-motion animation television specials um, come out. Um, and they're so ingrained within the culture now. Like when you see, I mean, in Elf, you know, we see a lot of like the claymation. Um, was the Elf in these a dentist? One of them? In, in the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, 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 he wanted to become a dentist. Uh, Hermes is his name, I think. And yeah, he wants to be a dentist. Is it Hermes or Herbie? Is it Herbie? I have I mean, no fucking idea. There, the two of them are Santa Claus Coming to Town and The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Those are the first two. And they're based on L. Frank Baum's children books of the same name. And, and there's a lot of movies who, that are talking about the origins of Santa. We mentioned, um, it's, I think it's like 1985 Santa Claus. And that was like a huge swing for like a blockbustery, very, uh. Um, me. Just her me. Just one. Just one, not yeah. <laughs> one her me. Just one. Um, it's very, um, the, the, the 1985 version is very just like, completely dripping in um saccharin it's they it's uh, they, they tell the tale about like this um saint nicholas who right would go into the snow and like he was saved by the elves because of prophecy and right yeah and, there's a weird prophetic yeah. aspect to it and, and the elves find him and t- like they're him and his um wife even though he calls him mother and it's so yeah it's weird. very mike pence no one likes that disgusting um and the elves I f- it's I feel really bad the 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 um portrayal of elves in Santa Claus movies um ranges from like children like actual children right like actual children playing children children playing elves and then like little people little people and then like in this movie it's just it's Dudley Moore it's Dudley Moore <laughs> and they're the same height right. as it's just they're, they're just enslaved people right there there i that's another thing that we cannot talk about santa without mentioning are the elves enslaved <laughs> like i feel like that's a huge part of they this. only like work to do i mean I, I, I don't know like in this movie santa claus he, they the elves are like oh the prophecies have fulfilled and oh and even in santa claus is coming to town they're like we love making toys but yet we have no way to give them away so we have to throw away the toys and thank God some fucking bro comes yeah, over exactly. with a sleigh and now all of a sudden they can like deliver the toys that they've been making. Even though like Santa Claus's whole fucking deal is that he's a master toy maker. Right. But in some movies, the elves make toys. He's kind of just like management. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know. You know, one thing I will say that I hate in real life is having a supervisor who can't do my job. Santa. I gotta say, <laughs> if I were an elf, I'd be unionizing. See? Um, but also, there are some movies where Santa is an elf. He's yes. just like the, the main, big elf. Yes. The, yeah, yeah. He is the HBIC elf. 
Um, another theme of Santa Claus movies are the questioning of believing movies. Um, the classic, of course, is Miracle on 34th Street. Yes. Yeah. Um, the original was in 1947, starring Natalie Wood. Um, and, I love that movie, I gotta say. Yeah. Um, and Edmund Gwynn, who won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Which is so crazy to think about that somebody could win an Academy Award for playing the character of Santa Claus. Yeah. But you also have to watch this movie. Yeah. In this Christmas classic, the state of New York drags him into court for asserting he's the real Santa. What is your name? Chris Kringle. Where do you live? That's what this hearing will decide. Do <laughs> you believe that you're Santa Claus? Of course. And I know there's a remake, and the remake's fine. I don't want to shit on the remake. It's it's who's the woman in the remake? Is it um uh from Weeds? Mary Wilson plays the daughter. Yes. Elizabeth Perkins plays the mother. So not the one from Weeds. But oh. Very similar to Mary Louise Parker. I can see. Well, no, not I mean not Mary Louise Parker, but I think she's also in Weeds. Is she really? Oh, she is. Yeah. Oh, I never she's watched Weeds. So I got three episodes in. And was like not no. for me. Um, Mary Wilson, who is so good. So I mean, as a child, like. Growing up and watching her, I was like, she is the child yeah. I, in all the movies for me. Um, so, Miracle on 34th Street is about um, this woman who is in charge of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And she needs to hire a Santa um, for Macy's. And this real Santa Claus, he thinks that the one that she's hired is a drunk and an idiot. And so, he kind of steps in. And, um, he becomes a huge hit. He's so popular. And, um, the mother's whole deal is that she, like, doesn't want to lie to her kid. And right. again, she's just like, you know, I'm being practical. I'm, you know, I don't want to fill her head with crazy notions. Um, they live next door to a hot dude and the hot <laughs> dude believes, um, and antics ensue. And we have to prove in court that Santa Claus is real and it quite the journey. I, honestly, I recommend both of them. The, yeah. The remake, um, for some reason, Macy's would not participate. <laughs> yes. And so the store is Kohl's, not Kohl's, K-H-O-L-S, yeah, but, but C-O. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember, I actually remember particularly liking the remake. I probably saw, because the remake was 94, yeah. I probably saw the remake before I saw the original, but there's something really classic and beautiful about the original, and I, I don't just mean that it's black and white, and I know that's a turnoff for a lot of people, but there's a, there's a real magic quality to... I don't know the innocence. It doesn't. It doesn't carry, uh, you know, as much schmaltz, um, sort of as the remake does. We also have the Polar Express into the yeah, the most terrifying Santa of all, motion yeah. capture Santa. Yeah, that movie. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that movie. I've never watched it because I w- like the. I know Robert Zemeckis loves his motion capture, Uncanny Valley nonsense. But that's what it is for me, is it's too uncanny valley. I'm just, it cre- they look dead, dead-eyed and creepy, and I don't like it. I just didn't know what that movie, like, was trying to say. I was like, I watched it, and I was like, okay. It's, like, kind of, I mean, it's kind of, like, this indictment on this kid for, like, not believing, and, like, he'll, he can't hear the bells because yeah. he doesn't believe. that you said I believe 
I believe that this is yours. Wow. Thank you. Me, me, pick me, Santa. That's scary. Uh, it was scary. Um, there's also Santa as a hero. Um, and now we can talk about the 1959 film titled Santa Claus. Yes. It's a Mexican production. It is. I saw this movie as a teen. My friend Tim introduced it to me. And it is uh, crazy. Cuckoo bananas. Yeah. Is the way I would um, describe it. Um, Santa allies with Merlin. Obviously. Of course. Yeah. Um, also, Santa does not live in the North Pole. He lives in outer space. Yeah. Um, also true. <laughs> correct. Um, and where he has children from all over the world working in his workshop. Um, <laughs> there was a full, like, 20 minute, like, I don't know, just prologue of him being like, oh, and look, there are the kids from Kenya. Yes. And it's like these little African kids, like, playing a song. Like, Oh, look, there are the kids from London. And and it kept going. I was like, certainly we do not need to go through every, like, stereotype of children that Santa Claus... You're like, a plot is going to happen at some point, right? Um, And it sure does. So Santa works with Merlin to, like, get a magic key to enter all doors. And, like, a flower that makes him disappear, I think. Yes, yeah. Um, And the, the devil... Oh, yes. Uh, a demon that goes by the name of P- Pitch, yes. I believe. One of my favorite bits in that movie... Is when uh, the narrators just says, tough luck, Pitch. Oh, yeah, it is Pitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, Pitch is sent by the devil, Satan himself, to, like, ruin Christmas and, like, kind of um, fuck with Santa a little bit. There's a great portion where... And, and when I say demon Pitch, he's in a full red unitard, red makeup, horns, and he's just, like, the most classic, like, me, 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 me. Could Santa be coming down this chimney now? Uh oh, he's all right, but that was close. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Pitch is foiled again. Also, this movie was filmed in Spanish. It is redubbed. Um, and so it, when you're watching it, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, this movie was so popular though. It ran like they would run it every year throughout the sixties and seventies, like re-releasing it into theaters. Yeah. Um, cause basically the movie is super Catholic, um, because Mexicans really just for traditional Mexican culture, Santa Claus is not the tea. It's all about the Virgin Mary and it's about Jesus. Right. And so they were like, what is Santa? Well, he definitely teams up with Merlin to fight <laughs> Satan. I I, uh, I want to read this real quick. There's an opening bit of narration that just says, Away up in the heavens, far out in space, in mm-hmm. a beautiful golden crystal palace right above the North Pole, lives a kind and jolly old gentleman, Santa Claus, also known as St. Nicholas, the best friend of boys and girls everywhere. But let's move in for a closer look. Come along. Yeah. It's, it's so it's, weird. It's bonkers. Um, there's a really excellent um, Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode about it. Uh, it's it's from the fifth season. It's episode 21. Um, and it was done uh, on Christmas Eve of 1993. Amazing. So a year before the remake of <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street. Um, and this is truly the time when, like, Santa starts getting fucking weird. 1964, we get Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Yes. Which is... Like, a, it's a Cold War film, essentially, right? <laughs> It's about, like, Martians 
who their kids are sad because they've been watching American or like Earth yeah. TV. Earth TV is talking about Santa and Martian yeah. kids want Santa. It's it's a very anti-communist. Like they're like the kids in Russia who like don't get religion. Yeah. So they yeah. What to find out? The toy shop is operating full blast. Two dolls. Two dolls, yes, Betty. The story itself is as old-fashioned as you can get. Gentle Santa brings the spirit of Christmas to Earthlings and Martians alike. We also, obviously, in The Night Before Christmas, Santa is the hero in that. Um, you get him uh, in, like, Rise of the Guardians. There's a lot of- we mentioned, yeah, we mentioned Rise of the Guardians in our superhero team uh, episode. And I do want to say one of my favorite weird depictions of Santa Claus, and I'm weirdly glad they kept it in, <laughs> Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, in which Santa shows up to give everyone weapons. Of course. <laughs> exactly. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you, sir. These are tools, not toys. Bear them well and wisely. Now, I must be off. Winter is almost over. Things do pile up. And you've been gone a hundred years. <laughs> we also get, there's a lot of movies where it's about, like, who's going to be the next Santa. Yes. The succession of Santa. Um, the classic, I think, is, um, or for me, the classic is The Santa Claus. Starring yeah. Tim Allen. Um, where the, the Santa Claus, with an E at the end, is if you put on the jacket, you're fucking Santa. Yeah. One of, one of my favorites as a kid, and they used to show it in my school on on film. They would bring in a film projector, and they would show Ernest Saves Christmas every mm-hmm. year. Yeah. A movie in which Ernest P. Worrell, famed movie character, yes. uh, is attempting to convince a, a TV show host to be the next Santa Claus. You see, I took over the position of Santa Claus in 1889 from a German chap. I enjoyed every second of it. Then how come you don't want to be... Santa Claus anymore. No, no, it, it, it isn't that, you see. With the passing of time, the magic fades. I've got some jumper cables in the back if you need recharging. <laughs> no, Ernest, it's recharged through the passing from one person to the next. That's why Joker Others is so important. I've got to make him the next Santa Claus before 7 o'clock tonight. Or, I'm afraid. The magic of Christmas, the joys, the, the feelings, will be gone forever. And let me tell you, the portrayal of Santa Claus in that movie is really good. And one of my favorite things is is his bag is full of essentially crystal balls. And then once you touch the crystal balls, they become the, the gift that you truly want. Oh, that's cute. It's a really nice, like it's that. like a weirdly nice thing that, that I feel like should be implemented in more Santa Claus movies. Yeah, just like touch it in like a bag of bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Oh, how you in my mind. Is that- <laughs> yeah, yes. There's Call Me Claus, 2001, starring Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, it was a TV movie. Um, and she's destined to become the next Santa Claus. And what's great is we've talked about Whoopi before. Yeah. I mean... Uh, yes, Whoopi Goldberg could correctly be Santa. I would, Correct. I would believe it. I, I would... love that Disney and ABC was like, "Yeah, let's get Whoopi. We want a Sunday night Christmas <laughs> movie, and Whoopi is the new." It's just funny to me that it came out like, oh, it, it, oh, two thousand one. Yeah, it comes out after the Santa Claus, and it's essentially the same sort right. of plot. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, who's next?" Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Arthur Christmas also is a really, I thought, a very fun um, animated movie. And it's it's from um, England, and it is so English in that... Yeah, it's Ardman Animation, famous for Wallace and Gromit. And... Yeah, and they their portrayal of Santa is kind of like the royal family. It's a family, and um, basically Santa retires, and his son becomes the next Santa. And it's like a, a family of Santas who's been Santa for like 70 Christmases... Um, after 70 Christmases, the the son passes on the traditions. Um, I really liked Arthur Christmas. It was so cute. And, um, yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Um, and then, finally, we get to, like, imposter Santas. Yes. Um, that's, like, our bad Santas, which I saw for the first time, and I was like, people like this? <laughs> people wanted more of this? Poor Lauren Graham. She's had to do some shit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I will say, I came into this saying um, there are two Christmas movies I will not watch just because I already don't like Christmas and I don't need it reinforced to me. Mm-hmm. And so Elf is one of them where okay. I'm just like, I don't give a shit about this. And also Bad Santa, which is what you're referring to. I just don't care. I she, do not care. To imagine having to like be on screen and utter the lines, fuck me Santa, fuck me Santa, fuck me Santa. I'm an eating, drinking, shitting fucking Santa Claus. Prove it. Can I at least take this hat off? No, I love that. No. Yeah, it's horrible. Poor Lauren Graham. Poor Lauren Graham. But there, but there's also like I think one of the most famous imposter Santa things is how the Grinch stole Christmas. Yep. And the 70 billion versions we've gotten of that now. But the yes. most classic is the cartoon, the one that mm-hmm. um, Dr. Seuss actually put, like, gave them the the rights to do. Uh, and there's that great moment where Cindy Lou Who sees the Grinch and thinks he's Santa. And I don't know. It's really nice and very sweet. He turned around fast and he saw a small Who. Little Cindy Lou Who, who was no more than two. She stared at the Grinch and said... Santa Claus, why? Why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why? You mentioned that, you know, there is a Santa on a Christmas story. Yeah. He's a faker. Um, there, Jack, Jack Skellington himself in Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Um, and also the darker imposters. Yes. Um, which I saw none of. <laughs> I was like... There, there's the entire series of Silent Night, Deadly Night, which only the first three are about an evil murderous Santa. Um, and, and then what is it about? Uh, the fourth one's about a coven of witches, and the fifth one is about an evil toy maker. But when Santa strays too far from his kindly image, the public won't stand for it. You've made it through Halloween. Now try and survive Christmas. We love Santa! We love Santa! Because of protests, Silent Night, Deadly Night was pulled from the theaters within a few weeks of opening. I think we should have the movie out because Santa don't go around killing people. It is a symbol, however, of good goodwill and love, and I think to desecrate that is, is a problem, for particularly for young children. But one of my favorite imposter Santas okay. comes from the 1972 Amicus horror adaptation of Tales from the Crypt. And it's an anthology film in which there's lots of little stories about things happening. But the best one is, and all through the house, 
starring Joan Collins. She's a woman who kills her husband on Christmas Eve. And as she, after she kills him, she hears on the radio that there's this, what she, I mean, she knows this, but the audience hears on the radio, there's a serial killer running around dressed as Santa Claus. So she's basically going to blame this murder on this serial killer. But then he shows up at her house. And of course. The serial killer shows up at her house? Yeah. Of course, she tries to call, uh, she, she gets him outside, you know, uh, keeps him outside, locks the doors and everything, tries to call the police while she's distracted trying to call the police. Her little daughter lets him in. It's the best. It's so good. It was remade in um uh in the nineties for the Tales from the Crypt TV show by Robert Zemeckis. It's not as good, but it's fun. On the on the Christmas horror movie front too, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the foreign horror movies, which I think are somewhat usually better than ours. Uh there's a great one. They're less precious. <laughs> yeah, there's one called Rare Exports, um, a Christmas tale. It's from Finland, and it's about Lapland, where there are these uh, uh, race beings known as the Julupuki, which are... Julupuki? Yeah, they're the modern-day Santas, and essentially, it's a group of people who capture these feral old men and make them into mall Santas. Um, (laughs) Wait, but uh, feral men? Yeah, they're, they're creepy, and yeah, they're... It's a uh, and they turn him into mall Santas. Yes, I believe so. I think that's what that's kind of horrifying. Just spend your days as a mall Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and it, I mean, and they're exporting them. You know, that's uh, and so there's that, and it's like violent and kooky and strange. And uh, it sounds like um uh like black market like human trafficking, but for Santas. <laughs> yes, um, the uh, and I was actually just introduced to this this morning so i didn't get a chance to see it it's a dutch film called sint also known as saint in europe and saint nick in the united states and it is about the anglo-saxon santa claus um but as like a a zombie who comes back to life and unfortunately he does have black peter minions in that movie yeah Yeah, so yikes so Uh, watch your own risk yeah watch your own risk I will say this um, episode also just a minefield for shitty children actors. Yes. You know how I feel about that? Yeah. Neither of us are fans. Neither. No. Uh, but I will say Meryl Wilson, so good in 30 of America yeah. on 40th Street. Um, the kid in the Santa Claus, I remember, I watched that so much as a fucking kid. <laughs> I thought he was very good. Once he gets a sister in the second and third one, I was like, no, shut yeah, it down. Yeah. Also, in the second and third one, we get Abigail Breslin's brother. Yeah, Spencer Breslin, who's annoying as fuck. So fucking annoying. Uh, but we do, at least for the first two movies, still have David Crumholtz yes. as... <laughs> who should have been in the third... The third one's bad, though. I don't want to talk about it, but... <laughs> um, and that kind of leads us to, like... we. So we have all these, like, weird dark ones. Um, there's a new Christmas Santa Claus movie yeah. on Netflix right now called The Christmas Chronicles. Um, Starring Kurt motherfucking Russell. Cannot fucking believe. <laughs> um, I watched her. It was a choice. <laughs> it was a choice. I will say, good for us and, like, um, special effects and CGI now, I guess. Um, but That's me not spitting out my orange juice. Right. Yeah. But, like, no, I did not like her. Yeah. I... I, I my Santas, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I know. Good for you. I, yeah, was, good for you. Honestly, I, I just love. I want my Santa to make me feel sparkly and warm inside. 
I don't want... He literally... Gavin, he literally utters the, like... I don't ho ho ho. That's fake news. I fucking wanted to scratch my eyes out and just I uh, self-destruct. I'm not... I don't feel like I'm spreading rumors and I don't want to defame anybody. Okay. But good sources. I have it on a couple good sources. Kurt Russell himself is a very secret conservative. That feels very correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, guys. And I, if anybody wants to contact me, I can give you my sources, but I'm ooh, not gonna. She's got receipts. Is there anything else we want to cover with this rewind? There's just so many movies. Um, a long history. Uh, and it feels like, um, Every couple of years, like, the big studios want to come out and, like, what's the big Christmas family thing that's going to get people to come and pay money to, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It feels like now, especially, Christmas movies have very much turned to the TV streaming yeah. world. Um, I forgot to mention, um, Fred Claus. Yes, Fred Claus. I forgot about Fred Claus. The Vince Vaughn, uh, yes, when Vince ma- Vaughn, masterpiece. When Vince Vaughn was, like, still. Yeah. Popular, I guess. Um, uh, and again, like that movie looks so expensive. Like, not only is it just Vince Vaughn, but playing Santa Claus is, um, Paul Giamatti. Elizabeth Banks is in that movie. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Rachel Weiss is in that movie. Oh, fuck. No. She, she's Vince Vaughn's love interest. No. Um, Ludacris is in this movie. That's Ludacrismas. <sighs> fucking hate you so much. <laughs> I also want to mention, I watched a documentary about Santas. Did you? I did. And it's called I Am Santa Claus. It was produced by, yes! it was produced by Mick Foley, yeah. also known as Mankind from the WWE. And they follow around, I want to say five or six yeah. men who, it is their livelihoods portraying mall Santas. Um, and there's, uh, so sweet. There's a gay one who lives in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this before. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Um, if you can find it, I recommend it highly. When I finally found out that there was any such thing as men who locked men, I knew that was what I had been all along. Oh, well, I don't just do real estate. I also take pictures of the Easter Bunny. I make mean barbecue, ribs, pulled pork. I'm on staff of what is popularly called a sex club. And you'll notice it says right here, no nudity at the buffet. Also, McFoley, who like, he's like, I love Santa so much. Um, and it shows like footage of when he was inducted in the Hall of Fame of Wrestling. And yeah. Santa Claus is there with him. Uh, friend of the show, Ted, who I used to co-host um, Midtown Comics with, uh, got to meet McFoley because he came to for a signing for Midtown Comics. He came dressed as Santa Claus. Amazing. Yeah. There's also like the president of like the Santa organization. Yeah. It was like controversy because he's part of a swingers club yes. in Oregon. I was like, we contain multitudes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. These people gotta have lives. They Hello. gotta have lives. Um, so why don't we move into our picks, Gavin? Absolutely. Let's get our one star picks out of okay. the way. Yeah. I think there's no bigger whiff. Than 1985 Santa Claus the movie. Yeah, I was almost gonna pick that one. So yeah, it's, it, it's just so ambitious. It's a 1985 British American Christmas film. It stars Dudley Moore as Patch, who is an elf who like is trying to be like Santa's assistant and be his like number one dude. Um, David Huddleston 
is the titular Santa. <laughs> it's the titular role. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it's, uh, it, it was a huge bomb, you know, yeah. like the, it was, it was released by TriStar, but it feels like a Canon film. Like uh, yeah. if anybody doesn't know what Canon is, they were a cheap movie company. Uh, you know, there's a great documentary about them called electric boogaloo that you should watch, but it feels like that. It, feel, it feels so um, cheap, but also and, and they are trying to, at- um, at the beginning of the movie, we, we find, um, you know, these, it's like olden times and shit. And they're like, people in this house being like where is he santa like it wouldn't be christmas without him yeah santa claus arrives on he has two reindeer and he has his wife who he calls mother and they deliver presents um and they're like well we got to keep going and at, at this point he's not like santa claus as we know him now he's just a dude who's delivering presents to like the villages up in the north um he gets lost in a big snowstorm um and Basically, he's going to freeze to death. Like, his reindeer are like, bye. Um, <clears throat> but they're saved by the elves who find him. Little people. We prefer to be called elves, if you don't mind. You. You. I'm the one called Dooley. We've been expecting you. Expecting us? For a long, long time. We almost gave up hope. <laughs> Where are we? Home. Oh, no, no, don't. Our, our home is far from Not anymore. This is your home now. The prophecy has come to truth, and <clears throat> they don't have any real kids, so, like, they're right. giving kids to all, like, giving choice to all the kids in the world, and this, like, weird, like, fucking spaceship-looking thing appears, like, like, whatever. Um... Yeah, they you meet the elves who they just look like regular people. You know, right. they're, they're not small. They don't look particularly right. elven. Um, I it's think like Burgess Meredith and Dudley Moore and yeah, and they the you see. I mean, I will say um, the workshop looks pretty impressive. Like, there's a lot of like things going on, but um, it, 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 a lot of these movies, I think they take on too many to try and be like, oh, and this is Blitzen. He's really fast, and right. Prancer. He like. It's like, girl, I don't give a fuck. Like, let's get this shit going. The story doesn't really take off until, you know, we, like, time passes by. There's, like, this weird thing that happens, like, in the 17th century where it's, like, he sees a bad kid who's, like, fucking with a cat. Yeah. I think. It's dark. It's very dark. (laughs) And Santa decides, okay, we're not going to give kids uh, toys to every kid. We'll only give it to good kids. I was like, it took you 200 years? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Santa slow on the uptake. Yeah. Only only gets out one night a year. <laughs> We're in the modern 80s New York, and um, John Lithgow is the president of BZ Toy Company, and, like, the feds are on him because his toys are, like, bursting into flames. Um, Patch has made um automated system at the toy shop, and it fucks up, though, because the toys, even though they're automated... They're not made as well, and so things are falling apart. And for the first time ever, Santa's getting bad PR. Um, and so they're getting returns. I don't know how the fuck you return a toy to Santa Claus, but alas. Um, and so Patch, kind of like in shame, leaves the North Pole, goes to New York, um, encounters BZ, and wants... Essentially, it teams up with him unknowingly. Like, he wants to prove to Santa that he can be a big help. 
Um, BZ essentially manipulates him <laughs> into, they give out f- a free present to everybody and it's a lollipop that makes you fly because they give him the hay that made the reindeer fly. Um, meanwhile, there's like this little orphan kid and this rich lady. Um, there's so much going on. It's a 108 minute movie, which is so much for a kid. I mean, I remember watching it on TV as a kid a lot, um, because it used to just always be on during Christmas time. And with commercials, that would basically become like a three-hour afternoon. It would start at like one and not end until, I don't know, like four. You know, yeah. it's crazy. It's this fucking... Uh, there's nothing terribly, like, joyous. It's It feels very forced yeah. and heavy-handed. Um, and I can take, you know, um, sugary and sweet Santa Claus movies. Like, it is what it is. But this movie was trying to... This is too fucking weird. Yeah. And not in a fun way. It's, it's not fun. in a Martian way. It's funny because I know it's 85, so it's years after Superman the movie, but this movie was also produced by Ilya Salkine. And Ilya Salkine is the son of Alexander Salkine, who together they produced Superman the movie. And I really feel like he was trying to do for Superman, or do for Santa Claus, what he did for Superman. And I don't understand why he would do that. I also just don't understand the politics of like this movie. It's like, in some movies, you, Santa can't be found out, or right. like things will fucking go crazy. Other movies, Santa's like straight up be like, "What up, everybody? It's me." Yeah. It feels always like for the. In some parts of this movie, it's like, "Oh, we got to keep it a secret." And other parts, it's like, "Whatever, bye." Yeah. This this movie also has a lot of like, New York porn, I guess, where it's just like we're in the sleigh and uh oh, we're going underneath the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just don't like this movie. Don't watch this movie. There, there are better. Santa things to, yeah. to experience. This is not one of them. Also, the ending of this movie has, like, this crazy, like, power ballad from, like, the 80s. And not in a good way. <laughs> um, I, I, and you, there's plenty of bad Santa movies as well as good Santa movies, as you mentioned. And you did bring up the Santa Claus, so I want to mention, uh, I genuinely, for some reason, do like the second one. I don't really like Tim Allen, but I do like the second one a lot. I think I just really like the woman that plays Mrs. Claus. And I like the scene where he gives the presents to all the teachers, and it's what they've always wanted. I don't know why. I'm so just, like, my heart melts for that stupid nonsense. But I remember, so I have a, a niece who's now 20 years old. Um, She was born when I was in my teens. And I sort of helped she lived with my parents and i helped raise her this is more information you probably need about me but um so every christmas eve i would take her out of the house so my parents could wrap presents and distract her and we'd go shopping and we'd go to a movie and so i saw a lot of really bad kids movies and one year she wanted to see the santa claus three mm-hmm. and let me tell you that movie is garbage yeah uh, santa claus three which is the third and final nail in the santa claus coffin I feel it's subtitled the escape clause, the escape clause, right? The second one is Santa Claus Two, the Mrs. Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Um, so the escape clause is, uh, stars returns Tim Allen as Scott Calvin, the current Santa Claus, uh, and brings in a villain, which is something I thought was the strangest thing because essentially the other movies don't have villains really. Right. Um, and, but Martin Short plays Jack Frost. Now, if I had to pick between Tim Allen and Martin Short, oh, you best bet I'd be in the Martin Short camp. Yeah. But let me tell you, not it's here. Fucking annoying Not in this here. movie. He's essentially playing Jim Carrey playing Jack Frost. 
And, yeah. and and essentially what it is is Jack Frost wants to take over Christmas. He wants to be the next Santa Claus and freeze everybody. Yeah, he's upset that he doesn't have his own holiday. Yes. Um, there, there's the council of, of uh, legendary. legendary figures yeah. consisting of Mother Nature, Father Time, the Easter Bunny, Cupid, Tooth Fairy, and Sandman. And what I think is really funny about the legendary figures is... Most of them don't have a holiday. Like, we don't have a Father Time holiday. We don't have a Sandman holiday. Uh, but. And they tell him, they say, like, you're not, um, what do they tell him? Like, you're not, they say you herald a season. You're not, you know, um, a holiday, um, like mascot or whatever. And, and much like most fun, uh, Christmas movies for children, there's a scene in which the council decides, uh, since he's been promoting himself, during the holiday season, yeah. um, if they should sanction him or not. Because nothing is more enjoyable to children mm-hmm. than sanctions. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so he, as his goal is to trick Santa into renouncing his position um, so he can take over and the season's all about him. Let me go! That coat belongs to me! No, Frost, that coat belongs to him. You got him! This guy was huge! Yeah, well, I'm Santa now! You don't look like Santa. Things don't go as planned because they never do for the villains. He gets arrested by the elf police. Um, and everything turns out all right. In the end. I mean, he freezes everybody. Everybody else gets unfrozen. Well, also and... this movie has like a weird, like the B plot is like Mrs. Claus is pregnant. Yeah. And she's, she's missing like the real world, I guess. Yeah. They essentially drug her parents and like get them to the North Pole. And they're like, yeah. welcome to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not Santa. I'm just a toy maker. And these are all my... employees yeah Yeah. and he's like why are they so small and he's like well canadians are very small people it's fucking weird it's just really frustrating because it's one of those movies that feels like a cash grab it feels like we we didn't have anything planned for a third movie but we needed to make one because the ip is still hot and kids love this and you know it just it's it's such a it's such a waste of time (laughs) i don't know i don't know how to say it more than that like it it feels like a waste of time. And Margaret plays uh, Mrs. Claus's mom, and it makes me sad to see. That. I mean, I love Anna Margaret, and to see her wasted in a piece like this. Um, and also really bummed about the fact that Peter Boyle, who I brought up in the Robert Redford episode, um, it was his last. It was the last film that came out uh, before he passed away from cancer. So I just feel bad that like his his last legacy is this piece of shit. Um, it's uh, not good. And also Tim Allen sucks. So you're not wrong. Yeah, but yeah, it's real garbage, and it's not really Christmas. It's like there are lots of movies that are like quote unquote Christmas movies because they take place at Christmas. But if you're gonna be a fucking Santa Claus movie, yeah, be about Christmas. Yeah, like this, this movie's not about Christmas at all. Yeah, and there's like a big portion. So like, spoiler alert, um, Jack Frost does the thing. Yeah. Um, and the, he has turned the North pole into a theme park. Yeah. And you have to like, essentially it's pay to play. You have to like pay, get a ticket to go to the North pole to get yeah presents and stuff. Um, the only good thing, not good thing, but the only f- fun thing about this movie is they like, 
time travel maybe i don't know yeah there's a bit of time travel and you go they show like original footage from the first one and I was yeah like, that's kind of fun yeah but I, yeah. I always love when people <laughs> try and wrap the story around but it does it's not a good wrap it feels partially like the ip cash grab that oh, it yeah. is yeah <clears throat> totally but uh so that's our one star reviews but why don't we find the best star of all the five star reviews <laughs> This is going to be controversial, but I have no regrets, no shame. I have to say that my five-star review is actually for the first Santa Claus. <laughs> I don't think it's controversial. I like the first Santa Claus. It's fine. I forgot how, like, I so I rewatched this movie, and I found myself knowing all the words. <laughs> uh, remember when he's being questioned by the police, and they're asking what his name yes. is, and he says, Popo Gijo! Yes! <laughs> yeah. I've seen that clip a lot. That is- I was once young. <laughs> Popo Gijo used to be my, like, password. <laughs> when I... And it still is now, kids. Uh-huh. Get your Louie Nudies here. Share me on Hotmail. <laughs> my Hotmail account password definitely was Popo Gijo. <laughs> I thought that fucking bit was so funny. He's like, Santa Claus. Popo Gijo. I... So, here's the thing. Um, the Santa Claus is about uh, Scott Calvin, who does work at a toy company. Um, and he's divorced from his wife. He has a kid named Charlie. Charlie, who is so cute, so adorable, and just does not grate on me at all. Yeah. And there is... Essentially, he has to spend Christmas Eve with his son, um, his ex-wife, and her new husband, played by Judge Reinhold, Reinhold um, who, like, the joke for him is, like, he's a psychoanalyst and wears ugly sweaters. Yes. Um, and essentially, they just have, like, a really shitty Christmas Eve. Scott just really is not... The, the original character, I, I, I think the reason why this movie works so much is you see such a big change between, like, his original character. He's not a Grinch. He's just no. kind of like, he's just, you know, he doesn't like his uh, ex-wife's new husband and sh- and he is making money and he wants to do things and it doesn't really involve his kind of, like, very um, cheery kid. Um, he, like, is reading him a Christmas story and he like speeds through it, and then the kid's like, "Oh, the best fucking a, a clatter." Um, the in the story, it's like up on the roof there is a ladder, yeah. But they say a clatter, it's uh, fucking brilliant. And then when they go outside, so they hear something on the roof. Turns out it is in fact Santa Claus. Um, and you get the iconic Tim Allen being like, "Hey, what are you doing up there?" And Santa, like, freaks out, falls, and then just, like, disintegrates. It's, I was gonna say, it's one of the few Santa Claus movies for children that starts with a murder. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yes. Um, the kid, I mean, and, again, just kind of, the theme of this is, like, also believing, you know? Right. Like, this kid, like, really believes in Santa. He sees Santa. There's a reindeer on this fucking roof. Right. Um, Tim Allen is like, this is a joke. Like, what this could right. be? Like, what's, like, what's the, um, and what gets him is, uh, Charlie is like, how come everything I want to do is stupid? Santa! You killed him! Did not. And he's not Santa. Well, he was. He's got some ID on him, I bet. Fella, if you can hear me, I'm just looking for identification. Once you figure out who you are, I'll, I'll give you a lift back to the mall. If something should happen to me, put on my suit, the reindeer will know what to do. Yeah, right. And he's really just asking it could put on the suit and let's like deliver the presents. And so he does and they have like a wild night. 
there's like that really funny scene where they're on the sleigh and he's asking for directions. Um, you know, now that you're saying this, and I'm, I'm not trying to circle back, but I think that's why I hate the third movie so much, and I actually like the other two um, a lot better, is because the other two are genuinely about, as much as they're about Christmas and Santa Claus, they're about human relations, and the first one is about his relationship with yeah. his son, and you get that he's not a great father, but he wants to be a better father, right. and the second one is about his relationship with this woman, who he really likes, but she's closed herself off right. to people, and also how, like, he's nev- he doesn't have good relationships with other people. He has an ex-wife who, like basically likes him now because he's Santa Claus. Right. But, like, didn't really get along before. And so the third movie doesn't have any of that connected. Like, right. the big human relation thing is her parents. Right. It doesn't It doesn't do anything for and that. Yeah, and they're kind of, like, assholes. Like, I, yeah. I feel like the second one is better than the third one, but I think both of them just, like, it's hard. I pr- much prefer, like, the... Um, the story arc of, like, him becoming Santa. Yeah. And, like, that change. And, like, I didn't need anything else, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, no, and there definitely didn't need to be sequels. But if there's going to be, like, I'd prefer it be done, like, the segment where there's some heart and what feels like some reason to do it. Right. You know? That's... So, essentially, in the Santa Claus, he... The reindeer just take him straight to the North Pole. And so, him and his kid go to the North Pole, um, has a really great moment with, oh, fuck, all the elves are so cute. And then, like, the little girl elf is like, I made you hot cocoa. Um, special blend. Um, and he has this, like, really fucking wild night. He's like, what the fuck is going on uh, here? The head elf, um, is it Rolf? No, what uh, is his name? Uh, I was just reading it, too. Um, and he played by... David Crumholtz. Bernard. Bernard. And played by David Crumholtz, who, first of all, fucking brilliant to make your head elf Jewish. <laughs> Iconic. Yeah. He's gonna work on Christmas, yeah. you know? He's got some time. He's got some time. Um, and has this kind of wild night, and he wakes up and essentially they say, the Santa Claus, you've triggered the Santa Claus. And right. on the car that they find, it's the, a- the, the joke is clause, like yes. in a contract, like yes. a clause. And if, yeah. the whole point is if you find the suit and you put it on, you are contractually obligated to become the next Santa Claus. Um, and so he wakes up and he's back at home and he thinks he's had this crazy dream, except he starts gaining weight really fast. His beard, every time he trims it, grows back really fast. Um, a list is delivered to his apartment. It says to make sure and check it twice. <laughs> um, and, and Charlie also is like, dad, you're Santa. And everyone's like, what's happening? And they think that, um, Calvin, um, Scott Calvin, SC Santa Claus, get it. They think he's trying to manipulate his kid into liking him more. Charlie now only wants to spend time with him. There's a really heartbreaking scene where they like take custody away from him. Um, and, and it's kind of just like him coming around to the fact like, you know what? I am fucking Santa. I have to do this. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a sweet movie. It's funny as fuck. Um, do I like Tim Allen's politics? No. But this, I saw this movie all the fucking time as a kid. Yeah. And, um, it's truly just, he has like the, uh, the qualities of like, you know, it's earthy. It's not too removed. Right. Like it feels like you could know this Santa. Right. He's not like a mythical otherworldly being. Um, yeah, and like I told you, my mom called me and said, it's just so clever. <laughs> Who would have thought of that? Claws? Claws? I, I love your mom. But I digress. I, I really bummed I didn't get a chance to meet her this year when I could have. It's my bad. You fucked up. Yeah, you fucked up drag. You know, I donated. Um, <laughs> what is your five-star review? Guys? See, you're not going to like this. You're not going to like this. My five-star review is 
and it fits our rules, I want to say, okay. by the way, and I'll get to it, and I'll try not to be spoilery, but it's a 1980 psychological horror film called Christmas Evil. <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> the Also sometimes known as You Better Watch Out and Terror in Toyland. It has all three of these names? Yes, it was directed by Lewis Jackson and it stars uh, Brandon uh, Maggart. One of my favorite things about Brandon Maggart is he is the father of Fiona Apple. What? Yeah, that's right. And he's making evil Christmas movies? He's the star of an evil Christmas movie. Wow. Um, from 1980. Uh, it was considered obscure for a really long time, but then it got a cult following. It's a very, very, very cheap production. So cheap. Um, but essentially, the plot is... Um, in suburban Jer Jersey in Christmas Eve, 1947, um, this young boy, Harry, sees his, his mother being groped by Santa Claus, but she, it's his father dressed as Santa. Oh. It's basically the song, I saw mommy yeah, kissing yeah, Santa yeah, Claus, yeah. but it takes a turn. Um, the, he, he basically, like, it, it mentally scars him. You know, he runs upstairs, goes to the attic, and accidentally cuts his hand on a snow globe. And um, 33 years later, he works in a Jolly Dreams toy factory, um, and everybody hates him. They make fun of him. And um, and so he decides he's going to get his revenge. He's going to become the, the true Santa. He starts sleeping in his costume. He makes... He does his apartment up in Christmas uh, decor. Um, and he starts spying on the children of the neighborhood, seeing if they've been good or bad. Um, and essentially, he, he starts murdering people so as this Santa. Ki this kid who was scarred from this, like, childhood thing becomes, yeah. like, a recluse... Murder Santa? And, yeah, and Toymaker as well. But the, this is the thing. Um, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not excusing any of his actions. But... It's a film in which he basically only kills bad people, and he's very friendly to children. He actually um, leaves presents for some of these children, though he does leave a bag of dirt for a bad boy. Um, and he drops toys off at a hospital, and he's very nice to everybody at the hospital. Merry Christmas! <laughs> Where did you come from? I mean, who sent you? <laughs> That's a very long story. I assume all the little children have been good this year. Of course. Well, you'd better get some more help. <laughs> <laughs> You'd better get some of the staff. I'll wait here. Can I ask who donated all this? Some people who didn't realize how generous they could be. <laughs> now, all you have to do is say, Merry Christmas, little boys and girls! Merry Christmas, Even though he he is killing these people, does I he, mean, he kills somebody with a hatchet in the movie. Does he dress as Santa while he's? Murdering? Oh, absolutely, because he right. believes he's Santa. Um, and does he believe Santa's like thing is like killing bad? Is it bad kids or bad adult people? A adult people. He doesn't harm any children in the movie. I one of my things in horror movies is, is I really don't like violence against children, and so I get I'm very upset. If a child dies in a movie, that's a horror movie. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, I mean, I think if it's a plot of a film... Like, I also know that films are not real. 
I'm what? an adult. Yeah, I know. Shocking. But, uh, but like, I just don't like it. It's just one of my things. So you get to the end of the movie. He has a, by the way, he has a van that he's painted a sleigh on the side of. So he's riding around town in a sleigh. Sure. Um, and, uh, his brother Phil confronts him and he's like, listen, like this childhood drama you have, that was our dad, like in a Santa costume. Um, but his, his brother, you know, it's basically too late. Um, uh, and his brother quickly realizes, oh, fuck, this is the ho- homicidal Santa that's been on the news. Um, and, uh, he, he like knocks his brother out because he doesn't want to, and he drives off. And essentially the town at this point has figured out who he is. And in the campiest sort of ending, and I don't want to give everything away, he starts being chased by the people of the town with torches, much like an old horror movie. Yeah. And then his van accidentally drives off a bridge. And I'm not going to tell you what happens from there, but let me tell you, he's Santa. Ah! Um, and that's why I love this movie. The audacity of the last few seconds of this movie are so... I don't even know how to describe it. And it's so cheap-looking and so amazing, and it just weirdly heartwarming. Um, and it's... Wow, who uh, you, you can get heartwarm. Um, heartwarming murder. And also during the, during the end, the, the night before Christmas is, is, is narrated over what happens. It's, it's only to see, you have to see it to believe it. Really. Genuinely. This is also John Waters' favorite Christmas movie. I had, I had seen and known this before. I, I mean, I'd seen and, and loved this movie before I knew this, but when I found out it was a Christmas movie, I was like, of course! Hi, I'm John Waters, and well, if it's Thanksgiving on, there's only one movie to ever watch at Christmas. It's called Christmas Evil. It's a really heartwarming Christmas horror movie that I recommend to the whole family to really be appalled by on Christmas Eve. As they say in The Santa Claus, seeing is not believing, believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. And so, if, if you're, it's not incredibly gory. It's really not. And it's very cheap. So it's like okay. laughably. Okay. Um, and so I would actually recommend, even if horror is not your thing, um, but you're looking for a little alternative Christmas movie, this'll, yeah, maybe lightly warm the cockles of your heart. Yeah. That's, that sounds fun. I mean, obviously, like, is Santa Claus Conquers the Martians a good movie? No. No. But it's fun. But it's fun. Even the, I mean, like about 70% less musical numbers, even the Mexican Santa Claus movie is fun. Yeah. Um, were there other Santa movies that you wanted to mention? There's one movie that I particularly hold in a high esteem, and I know nobody else really likes it. Most people don't even know about it. Um, there is a 90s television musical mm. starring Angela Lansbury called Mrs. Santa Claus. Okay. And it is all about uh, Mrs. Claus. And, um, it is so good. It's something from my childhood. It's from 1996. And I know it was, it was billed as the first original musical written for television since Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella in 1957. Uh, it aired December 8th, 1996. I used to have it on VHS. I would watch it every year. Wow. Um, I loved it so much. It, Charles Durning plays Santa Claus in it. There's, um, three main elves led by Michael Jeter before he passed away. And I fucking love Michael Jeter. And the villain in it is Terrence Mann. And unfortunately, it does the trope of, like, he didn't get one toy yeah. for Christmas, so now he's become the head of an evil toy shop that basically is using children for labor. <laughs> but uh, but it's all set around the, like, uh, it. she ends up in 1910 New York. And there's, like, maybe some embarrassing stereotypes in it, but it's also really about, um, you know, she starts rooming with a Jewish family, and she learns about Judaism. And then she <laughs> also, like... 
there's a lot of talk about immigration in the film. Wow. A lot of talk about um, women's votes, unionizing, and the end of child labor. And so all these things are packed into this Christmas movie. Come through, Mrs. Um, Santa Claus. Yeah, and it's and I really like the musical numbers. I tried showing it to people last year. No, none of them were having it, and because they're all heartless monsters. Right, right, right. Um, the the company you keep. Yes, exactly. I'm Mrs. Santa Claus, the invisible wife. And Mrs. Santa Claus needs a change in her life. I've been manning the business and planning each holiday plan. And I'm tired of being the shadow behind the great man. It's such a sweet movie and and really lovely. And, like, I I'm not for much schmaltz in my life but this movie angela I, lansbury does it for you yeah and and she's yeah i don't know it's legend wonderful um i wanted to mention this movie from 1979 called the man in the santa claus suit um it stars fred astaire Ooh. and it's in his older days and essentially he is like this mysterious owner of a costume shop and um spoiler he's santa um and he kind of magics his way into three different men's life. Essentially, he goes to three different guys and tells them, you should dress up as Santa this year. Yes, gentlemen, may I help you? I want to rent a Santa Claus suit. Yes, that's exactly what I need. Oh, yes, I'd like one too, please. Certainly, gentlemen. I'll be very happy to help you, this being Christmas and all. And you just kind of follow the three of them and see what happens with when they kind of, like, gain the spirit of being Santa. Uh, and, yeah, it's, like, weirdly... Um, heartwarming and like cute and also like old Fred Astaire just being right. like you know that beard isn't good enough we gotta find something perfect for you and yeah um it's really cute and I highly recommend it um also just you know Miracle on 34th Street yeah either of them watch yeah them. yeah I mean I can't, I can't recommend them enough I do love the original so much and the remake is great so yeah um great love that for us yeah Love that for Santa. <laughs> Love that for Santa. So our mixed review review. Yes. Um, my one star review was for Santa Claus, the movie from ni- in 1985. And my one star review was the Santa Claus 3, the escape clause from 2006, labeled a comedy. I cannot believe it was in 2006. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my five star review was the Santa Claus from 1994. That means that franchise was over 10 years old. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and it's, and there was a long time between the first and the second movie, actually. Yeah. And my five-star review was 1980s Christmas Evil. <laughs> what a, like, the most Gavin pick that could Yeah, I was going to say, you do what you were getting into. <laughs> True. I don't know what I expected. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that brings us to our fast-forward. So looking ahead, I have to say, I hated Christmas Chronicles so much. Did you? Yeah, I... Once again, we try and be as current as possible, but I couldn't do it. And I know I I watched my sister's my I guess my brother in law my my sister's brother in law who would I guess by marriage be my brother in law. That sounds weird. I don't know. I don't know how family works. Mm-hmm. But I watched him watch it on Thanksgiving, and I was just like, "Why are you doing this?" It's, <laughs> it's you know they they're trying to make like an edgy like the, the movie is basically him. Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa Russell. who fucks. A Santa who fucks, and he's like, I'm not fat, guys. Like, and like, I don't say ho, ho, ho. I'm like, then what yeah. the fuck is your deal? Yeah. And like, the movie also seemed to be sponsored by Dodge Charters, because <laughs> literally, like, every chance they could get, it's like, 
we'll steal this Dodge Red Charger. And like, and it's such a good idea. Like, I, if you are kids and you see Santa on a roof and you sneak into his sleigh and like antics start. Right. But this characterization of Santa, they, he gets thrown into jail. They have like a jailhouse rock scene where Kurt Russell pretends to play the piano. Um, yeah, well, Kurt Russell loves Elvis. Like, he played Elvis when he was younger, and yeah, and so there, of course, that's always got to be in there. Let's get this party started. I think for going ahead and looking at, at Santa movies, um, I, I would love another, you know, like the stories about like wanting to believe and needing to believe and finding faith again. Like I, right. That to me is just like so pure. And, uh, thinking about like the scene in Miracle on 34th Street where it's like she gives him that fucking dollar and she circled in God we trust. I was just like, fuck it up. Um, yeah, I don't know. Or uh, just like weird is fine. Right. Like, putting, but I don't know that you could like, I don't want like a punk rock Santa. Like, I want just, like, a regular Santa. Put him in weird situations, fine. But, like, even in um, Santa Claus Conquers Mars, he's regular Santa dealing with, like, these right. weird fucking circumstances. I mean, Arthur Christmas, I think, was a very good, um, yeah, like, modern retelling of Santa Claus. And, like, and again, a lot of, lot of uh, in, in that movie specifically, it's about, like, you know, modernizing how we do Christmas and get Christmas done. Yeah. But it's, in the end, that movie's about, you know, they miss a child. One kid got, you know, skipped and Arthur is, refuses, you know, every child matters, every kid counts. And, um, even in Fred Claus, like, it has a good message of like, um, Fred tells Santa, there are no bad kids, you know, like there are misunderstood kids, kids who are in shitty situations who are doing their best. Um, that shit like gets me. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, uh, there, I mean, I think I agree. I think there's like a, a way to do Christmas movies or Santa movies that that mean something and are interesting and are not just done. I mean, the, obviously, the Christmas Chronicles were a movie like that is made as a subversion of the Santa trope and everything. Right. But there's if there's no heart to it it doesn't really and that's i even even in my five-star review christmas evil one of the reasons i like it is because he is nice to children and he you know he's twisted he's broken right but like he's doing the santa thing right and i think that's i mean now i want to see that gavin uh it's good it's good it's trashy okay yeah get some wine Mm. yeah exactly i'm trying (laughs) to think like i would also just love I would, first of all, I would love to see movies starring a black Santa. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, not just Whoopi. Not though, just, no. Though Call Me Claus sequel, I'm in for. I'm Where in is for. the Call Me Claus sequel? <laughs> We've been waiting. We've been waiting. If there can be three fucking Santa Claus movies, there could be a Call Me Claus too. Yeah, truly. Because Santa Claus is a magical, mystical, you know, being, like, he needs to be grounded in some way and have actually human connections. Yeah. And, but, those human connections where it's not just like little boys who and little girls are like oh my god and yeah and like it's not it's not you know uh, because I think the reason why um, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is like this is Santa who he he lives in New York year right. year round until he has 
to go deliver toys on Christmas Eve. And he, oh, there's like a great moment where in the original, it's a girl from like Finland or something. And she, the mom character is like, she doesn't understand English. She just wanted to see you. Yeah. And then Santa starts speaking to her in her native tongue. Well, young lady, what's your name? I'm sorry she doesn't speak English. She's Dutch. She just came over. She's been living in an orphan's home in Rotterdam ever since. Well, we've adopted her. I told her you wouldn't be able to speak to her. But when she saw you in the parade yesterday, she said you were Santa Claus, as she calls you. And you could talk to her. Well, I didn't know what to do. Hello. Ik ben blij dat je gekomen bent. Oh, Ben Santa Claus. Ah, ja, zeker. In the remake, the girl's deaf. Right. Hello, little one. How are you? Uh, Come. Well. Uh, she's deaf. You don't have to talk to her. She just wanted to see you. Thank you. You are a very beautiful young lady. <laughs> What's your name? Sammy. That's a beautiful name. I love that scene in the remake. And, and I, starts, it's a brilliant update. Yeah, and he starts signing to her, and I was just like, ah! Yeah. And, you know, again, this Santa Claus is grounded, and it's about, like, and he's not even pretending to not be Santa. He's like, no, right, I'm Santa. Um, and that's what gets into trouble where people are like, you're a crazy man and right. you're going to like, and, and be I dangerous. Do, and I do think that's, that's another interesting element. Like that's, that's really going to be explored. Like if there were to do another Santa Claus movie, I like the idea of society, like an adult society. And it, it's even in the Santa Claus yeah. with Tim Allen where he's an adult. And so therefore he, you know, there's strict rules to things and there's no yeah. magic. And so, you know, the, there's no Santa Claus. There's no person on the roof. I like that concept that like, you know, you, you believe you're Santa Claus. You must be a crazy person and yeah. then being proven wrong. Yeah. And it's not even about like, I mean, most of these kids, like with, um, in the Santa Claus and in Miracle on 34th street, it's like, there's always that person's like, who cares? He thinks he's Santa Claus, but he's not hurting anybody. Right. Um, and it, it's all, it, it takes like these like, Grinch Scrooge characters who are like, you know, trying to trick them into believing they're dangerous. Yeah. Like they're in mental cases. Um, but even also thinking like, uh, in the Santa Claus, uh, he gets like shamed because he gets fatter. Yeah. Because he has like this big beard and they think he's like losing it because they're like, Oh, it's one thing Scott to say that you are Santa. It's another thing to dress up like him every day. Right. And he's like, fuck my drag, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that, I think that sort of, brings us to the natural conclusion of this episode that like the, the good Santa Claus movies are movies that sort of make you believe in something that maybe you perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I just watched Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and huge Santa Claus cameo in that. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that movie is about like, you know, anyone can be Spider-Man. Right. And in this, in, in the Santa Claus movies, um, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was almost uh, the year Christmas almost wasn't. Um, anyone can be Santa Claus. We're all Santa Claus, you know? Right. And it's about giving. And in that movie specifically, he doesn't have money to pay for his rent. <laughs> right. So all the kids... And he tells Mr. Prune, um, I'm trying to teach kids that giving is good, you know? And at the end, 
he doesn't have money to pay for this rent. And so this little kid's like, I'm going to call the kids and we'll give you all the like change and like allowance that we have so you can pay for your rent. Yeah. And they all, they all come through and pay for his rent for him. And it's Louie, are you crying? I'm like so emotional. <laughs> we're all Santa Claus. Okay. Yeah, we're all Santa Claus. Just like, don't be a dick. Yeah. And if you don't believe, at least these movies will make you want to believe. The spirit of Christmas. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. That's... Thank you so much, guys, thank for coming. You, thank you. That's the end uh, of our episode. Uh, so, where can you find us online? That's a good question. If you want to tweet at us, you can tweet at, at the Mixed Reviews. Yes, make sure you go and vote there for our polls. Yes. Um, we're also on Facebook. Just type in the Mixed Reviews. Or you can listen to us everywhere. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iHeart Radio and Google mm. Play Music and I've noticed this pop up on a, um, some other independent uh, podcast sites please listen to us there and if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or uh, Stitcher Radio please rate and review us I noticed we got another 5 star uh, rating no review but that's fine ratings work too and uh, we love you guys so thank you for doing that yeah you can send all my Christmas presents yes. to the following address. Uh, just make sure you type in the password. Popo Gijo. Popo Gijo is the password. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Louie. Yeah, of course. I hope you have an excellent holiday. You too. See you in the new year. Yeah, we're coming back in the new year and we're going to do our best of 2018. Oh man, I'm so excited. Exactly. Get ready for that. Bye guys. Bye-bye. Santa baby Slip a sable under the tree for me Been an awful good girl baby and hurry down the chimney tonight Santa baby a 54 convertible to light blue I'll wait up for you dear Santa baby so hurry down the chimney